Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen. I'm coming to you from our place at Weatherford, Oklahoma. Here in the office this morning, finishing up some stuff from the weekend and uh, going to visit with you a little bit about a couple topics that were real prevalent last week. I had a uh, private clinic with a, a group of trainers from Kansas, Chelsea and Stephanie and Courtney very, very talented group of riders last week. And we talked about some fundamentals that because of muscle memory, you know, our previous muscle memory, it's, it's sometimes it's extremely hard to overcome that. And, uh, I even caught myself last week dealing with this same challenge on a, I've got a really nice streak of flame gelding for, uh, Drew and Christy Gaffney that, uh, I started uh, a couple years ago, and then he went on to a uh, futurity trainer and came back. And when he came back, he was gotten to where he just wasn't stopping. And uh, been riding him here for the last few months, and and started roping on him some. And uh, he's going to actually be shown at a rope horse futurity in August by another trainer up in Nebraska. But I was pin roping. I was roping calves in the lane, and I w- caught myself dealing with this same challenge. And and the challenge is understanding that with speed we need to slow our hands down and I caught myself one time you know those horses when you start roping on them and we we've roped on him a bit but because of we've had kind of a weird winter we finally dried out and then the wind's blown for about (laughs) seems like it's blown 40 miles an hour for the last two or three weeks (laughs) I mean, we have, we have had some, we've had a few nice days sprinkled in there, but we have dealt with a little wind this spring. So, and I think it, you know, talking to family and customers all over, I think everybody deals maybe to a little bit different degree, but we all deal with the same challenges. So, I mean, it's not specific to my area by no means. So, you know, as I was roping on him, Frederick's this horse's name. You know, as I was roping on him, I was I was asking him for a lot. And, I mean, I was putting my hand down and buzzing up on the back of them calves and run up on the back of this calf and, and roped him around the neck and, and uh, you know, snapped my slack shut, pitched my slack. And in previous, in previous runs that day, this was kind of early in the day, you know, he'd been a little bit free, and so I had to help him in his stop. Well, on this particular calf, I run in there and roped the neck pretty sharp, got rid of my slack, and, I mean, he really started into his stop. Well, because of the previous runs where I had to help him, my, my hand, well, even though he was already started in his stop, my hand picked up on my bridle reins, and when when... I did that, I caused him to stiffen and brace a little bit and and then hopped because of that. And that's what causes the hop in a stop is 
when you pick up on them bridle reins and that horse braces or gets stiff or gets hollowed out in his back. And, and, you know, I knew immediately when I did it, I knew immediately, I was like, you dumb, dumb, why would you do that? You fall into that trap of, you know, your subconscious, your muscle memory takes over. And, and in that situation, you know, I'm sure that horse was going, what the heck? I mean, I thought you wanted me to stop. And then I go get in my stop and it was a big, he's going to be a big stopper. Goes to get in his stop. And then all of a sudden there's a split second there. I get in his way. Well, that happens a lot. I mean, that, that happens a lot. Our muscle memory, our subconscious, our thought process of, you know, being kind of micromanagers, um, not kind of micromanagers. We are micromanagers, especially the people in my business, the people that we deal with to where that are trying to get better, trying to improve their horsemanship. You know, we're, we're all very scheduled people. And it was just like when I was um, earlier in the week when I had a private clinic with uh, Chelsea, Stephanie, and Courtney, we talked a lot about this, and they're very advanced riders, very advanced, have been very successful. But just as we were going through our simple one rein stops, which is a four-step process, and, and I'm going to add, you know, I'm getting a lot of people, a lot of people hear me talk about the one rein stop. And I get a lot of feedback that, yeah, I'm doing it, but I think I might be doing it wrong. Well, about 99% of the time, um, when somebody comes, they, for lack of a better way to put it, they are doing it wrong. It's a four-step process, and it's really hard to explain it over a podcast or over the phone or whatever. I mean, you really need to, if you're going to be doing one range stops, you need to be doing them correctly. So with this group, we were, we were going through the four-step process of the one range stop. And, you know, that's step one, two, three, and four. And even when you're going really slow, it is so easy to get in a hurry with your hands. Well, if your hands are in a hurry going two miles an hour, what do you think they're going to be like when you're going 25 or 30 mile an hour, right? You know, it's that same old deal where adrenaline takes over and our hands are faster and stronger. And, you know, last week, it was just really evident to me how important this subject is and how important it is for us as riders and trainers to understand that if you can't slow your hands down at a walk, trot, and a lope, you sure aren't going to be able to slow your hands down when you're asking your horse for all he's got, right? Well, and then you just, you know, just think about it from the horse's perspective. I mean, you know, when when we ask a horse to run as hard as they can run, they're trying to, they're trying to find the answer. I mean, they're trying their hardest to run because at that moment, you're asking that horse for their life. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we take the slack out of the bridle reins instantaneously and go to pulling on them. 
Well, you'd have to be Houdini to be able to figure that out, right? You know, and so it is so, so, so important to discipline yourself to slow your hands down while you're going slow as well. If we can't slow our hands down going slow, how are we going to slow them down going fast, right? You know, and, and shoot, I know this, right? I teach it. I live it. But then I caught myself doing the same thing. It's extremely challenging to understand that creating and reinforcing and maintaining great muscle memory is a constant challenge. It's not like once you get it, you just got it, right? You you have to continually work on it. And, you know, that was kind of, a, you know, a moment for me when I was riding Frederick and roping on him. I was like, you know, the poor son of a gun was trying to get in the ground, trying to really work, trying to fire, and then I get in his way. You know, everything that I'd been trying to create that day, I had created, and then I screwed it up. You know, I was just like, Dad, gum it. Yeah, why would I do that? You know, I mean, I harp on people constantly about it. <laughs> and here, you know, if you'd have had the camera on me, you could have turned the tables on me and said, hey, you know, slow your hands down. If I'd just slowed my hands down there, yeah, we'd have been great. He'd have been in, in a big stop. I mean, he was getting in it. And, and you know, he was the the three or four runs before that. And what I do when I'm pin roping on those horses, I like to get in my return lane and go up and down it. I don't like getting into the arena. I don't mind doing that some too, but I want it to be pretty easy for my horse to get to that spot and lock on. I don't want to make it a job that they, that's so miserable they hate it. And so when I go up and down in my alleyway, I can put my hand down in my alleyway. My return lane is, you know, roughly 10 foot wide. Well, that you can still move laterally a step or two. But for the most part, you know, a lot of times those calves might run down one fence or the other or right down the middle. But it, it makes it pretty easy for you to to help that horse understand that we want to lock on to a certain spot and be in certain position and so for the three or four runs before that I had helped set that up and he finally you know he he realized exactly what I wanted because for the runs before that I was really good about waiting waiting and when he didn't get in it at, like I wanted him then I would help him a little bit but I gave him a chance to to find the answer. Well, and then the one time where I run in there and I snap it shut on the on his neck and, and you know pitch my slack and sit, he gets in it and, and my left hand picks up. And of course, when my left hand picks up, picks up his head a little bit. It probably scared him just a little bit. Probably you know it hollowed out his back just a little bit. And and we got that we got that little hop in there where he where he's in his stop, comes out of it just a little bit, and then goes back in it. And, and anybody that has ever rode a horse that's running hard and stopped him and was in their mouth too much or, 
or didn't just let them stay in the bottom of their stop. I mean, everybody out there understands what I'm talking about. I know I talk about this a lot and I always talk about it at every clinic because it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge for everybody. And like I, like I said, it's a, it's a challenge for me. You, uh, you think you get to hang around in this business long enough, you should just become robotic. But that is not the case. That is not the case. It's, uh, you know, the challenges are daily. The challenges are daily. And the perspective and the focus that we need to have daily is real. You know, there are a lot of things that I do that I can live off my muscle memory because I have done tens if not hundreds of thousands of repetitions but at the same time just like with my one rain stops there will be times like I was working a colt yesterday there were times yesterday that that at a slower speed I I I didn't speed my hands up, but I needed to I needed to be aware of it and tell myself, slow your hands down, slow your hands down, because that horse has got to have that signal before the signal. And if you don't slow your hands down, your horse never gets to recognize that signal before the signal, which the signal before the signal is the feel. And then the second signal is what you do with your rein hand. Okay. So the, you know, the longer I get to hang around and the more clinics I get to do and the more I get to teach and, and uh, the more horses I get to train, it just becomes more and more clear to me how important that is. And you can teach feel you can teach feel timing and balance but at the same time you can have great feel timing and balance you know as far as with your body but if your hands are too quick you're screwing all that up and i and i've done it i mean i did it i did it this last week on frederick when i was roping in the return lane on him i i I had great feel. My timing was good. My balance was good. He was getting in the bottom of his stop big. He was getting in his stop big. And then my hands sped up. My hands were too fast, and I and I made him hop out of it. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's it's just it's just amazing to me. You would think, you know, you would think after you know, 40 years of being in this deal, you wouldn't make those mistakes. But that's just a great example to me of how important it is to be dialed in every time I get on one. Um, it's like this morning, Wyatt's out catching horses and I've got seven head that he's catching that I'm gonna ride first. Those horses are all at different stages and I need to be very focused on number one, reinforcing the fundamentals that they have already and, and then progressing on those. It's a situation every day where 
you just have to be very aware of the situation. You got to be very aware of where you're at with that horse. And, and you have to be very aware of what you're doing. Don't take for granted that while you're sitting up there, your balance is perfect. Don't take for granted that your feel, your timing, your muscle memory, you know, the speed of your hands. It's funny to me why I don't even know why we get in a hurry with our hands or ever start that because 95% of the time we're in a pen. Now it might be a round pen. It might be a, you know, like for us, it's either the round pen, the riding barn, the arena, or we do have a big worked up area we call the riding area that doesn't have any fences. But the majority of the time we're in a, we're in a pen that has fences. Well, I mean, where are they going to go? Right? I mean, if we slow our hands down, where, where's our horse going to go? You know, they're going to go if, if we wait and wait and wait and we they come to a fence, they're either going to stop or turn at the fence. Right? You know, it's just the way we're wired. I mean, it's just the way we're, I'm wired that way. I'm terrible. You know, I used to be terrible fast with my hands. I mean, I look back and I think, how did some of them horses even survive? You know, I mean, they had to have looked at every day like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. You know, because I was number one, I was impatient. Number two, I was faster and stronger back then, right? You know, I think about that and I think, gosh, how did I have any success with some of those horses? You know, and some of them were actually up pretty darn good. So that just that just goes back to what I've talked about before, how how forgiving our horses are. I mean, our horses are so forgiving. Gosh, mighty. You know, given the opportunity to find the answer, they will eventually find it. Now, if you think about it, most of the time, most of the time, when my horse is struggling or my horse is, say you have a horse that's a little bit stiff, pulling on you a little bit, maybe a little bit front end loaded or a lot front end loaded, because you can't just be a little bit front end loaded. You're front end loaded. You're either on your front end or you're not, right? So, but you think about that, a horse that's running real hard and then out of nowhere, they get pulled on which with, you, you know, you're in a leverage position, right? You're in a leverage position and that horse out of nowhere gets pulled on and it, and it surprises them or scares them or startles them. They're going to get stiff. They're going to brace and they're going to be on their front end because that's a horse's self-preservation mechanism. Okay. That, that's why horses, when they're running hard, why they're going to pull on you is because they feel like you're pulling them off balance and that that's troubles them or scares them. Okay. And, and it basically triggers a reactive response, which I call the freeze response. You know, you've got the flight response, the fight response or the freeze response where they just lock down and that that lockdown mechanism is something that I think we all need to realize where that is in our horses. Some horses are a lot more confident than others. 
Some horses can take that. Some can't. Some can't take it at all, right? You can see horses at a very, very high level. The better the rider rides, the better the horse is. You know, if the rider has a little bit of an off day and, and you know, their, their feel, their timing, their balance, their hands are a little bit off, does the horse, is the horse a little bit off? Yes. You know, the bottom line in all of it is they're a reflection of us. They are a reflection of our communication. And our communication can be very clear, very precise, very easy because because when you have when you have great communication with your horse you're going to have a great day period if you're having a terrible day then the only person we have to look at is ourselves and believe me i've i've had that talk with myself lots of times that you know if this is going to be better tomorrow i need to be better tomorrow not my horse. I, t- I tell people all the time when they come, you, you don't need me. You don't need me. You don't need anybody else. You, you, you will eventually, I mean, we're smart people, right? We're smart people. We will, I mean, if you really try hard, you will eventually figure it out. But at the same time, a person's crazy not to use every resource they can. Like we've got, it's spring of the year and it's getting time to mow course we go to start our mower and it's a it was new a couple years ago riding mower um, one of them zero turn mowers because we got a lot to mow here of course I go to start it it doesn't start right (laughs) and anybody who knows me knows I'm not super mechanical like I hate mechanical crap I, I mean I don't mind being dirty dusty sweaty work all day, sweat through your clothes type deal, but I hate grease and oil. I don't like getting greasy and oily, and I just don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just not my gig. I'll do it, but so anyway, it's just like with this mower. Well, it's kind of similar to a horse. Either I get somebody to help me fix it, or it just sits there and the grass gets long and we never get the grass mowed and it looks like crap around here well it's kind of the same thing with our horses if we get to a point where we can't fix it there's there's lots of resources out there to help you lots of resources i mean the best it's ever been there's there's guys out there providing opportunities i mean if you want to go fix something you can find somewhere this weekend to go fix it i mean plain and simple but, but at the same time, always, always look at yourself just like I had to last week and say, hey, you know, after, after I picked up on them reins and Frederick was in that big stop and I, and I scared him a little bit because he's that, he's a sensitive horse. I scared him a little bit. He comes out of his stop and I'm like, dad, gum it. I had set myself up for success i had i had helped him understand what i was asking and when he you know when the light bulb came on and he was just swallowing the earth i screwed it up (laughs) and i just i was like golly 
how long do I have to live before I don't do that? <laughs> and, and I don't do it very often. But you know what? In that, and, and I hate it for Frederick because I just confused him. And it took me a couple runs, but there at the end, it took me a couple runs, but then I kept my hand down and I mean, he swallowed it and we got into a big stop a couple times and then I quit him. I rewarded him. I just needed to let him find that answer. And, and I just, I just needed to slow my hands down and be aware of what I was doing. When you slow your hands down, you give that horse the opportunity to find the answer. If you don't slow your hands down, then you change their thought process. So, you know, that was just something that was really been on my mind and I, I was really have been thinking a lot about it. So I just wanted to share that with you today. I hope you all have a great week of training. Try to get that 1% better today. Just try to get that 1% better. Thanks for listening. God bless. And as always, today and every day, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhagenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhagenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.